my fellow Americans. On the, on the evening of September 23rd, 2020 at 10.40 p.m., we bring to you live episode 8 of the Coach of the Media podcast. While this podcast is being recorded, we have what we call in America a good old-fashioned slobber on ESPN. 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Marshall Thundering Herd is winning 30-28. to They are beating the Raceland Rams, and we are proud of them for finally winning a game. America, this is a time when we can all come together. We can join hand in hand, put our political parties aside. <laughs> we can put our put all differences we may have, and we can be happy and celebrate the fact that the blundering turds are winning a game. <laughs> My fellow Americans, I want to just proudly come to you and say it is an honor to bring you this presidential announcement to bring you episode eight of Coaching the Media podcast. And it is an honor to tell you that Marshall Thundering Herd are actually winning a game. And I would like to present to you now at this time, the vice president of the Coach of the Media podcast, somebody who has been my rock. He has been in my pocket before, and I've been in his pocket before. Several times. Several times. He's interrupting my presidential presidential presentation once again. But ladies and gentlemen, as I present to you, the bearded wonder, the man with many moves. He does everything from slow pitch softball. He has tattoos. He has a good beard. And he is married. Nicholas Dominic Collier. Not Dominic, but well, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> what am I Guys, what is up? Welcome to episode eight of Coach and the Media Podcast. Zach, as always, thank you for that wonderful presidential address. We never know how we're starting. And tonight, I felt like it was a presidential night. I feel an American. Wife is going to sleep, so I figured it probably wasn't the best to do the the normal intro right now. You're right. And I don't have a voice to scream. I'm not a very good screamer. I I, I think we got to get you to do the Big E one once. Oh, 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 oh. I'm gonna have, I don't know. I'm going to think about it. You know, it's gonna, I'm going to have to drink some pickle juice, put some honey in my body, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe next week. Nine. Maybe, you know what? what? Maybe, what? maybe episode 10. Episode 10. Let's just let our hair down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. me, bro. Brother, uh, man, it was an interesting week. It was a fun week. About to say, uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff happening, man. A lot but, uh, of awesome stuff happened. Um, we're, we're just going to start out hot. Man, Ben Simmons said he didn't want to play for the Sixers anymore. Uh, well, Ben Simmons is like he's in the NBA. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's you're, be honest. you're not wrong. Sim- you're not wrong. Oh, my God. You don't understand how furious this makes me. I, I, ben- saw, I saw that headline. I was like, oh, my God. Zach is going to get so fired up this week. It, 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 it's not, you know, it's just aggravating is what it is. Because Ben Simmons is talented. Like, don't get me wrong. The, the guy has talent. He's in the NBA. I'm never going to crap on somebody. Right. For the, the, you know what I mean? He's in the NBA. It's like the video of, like, Brian. Like, if me and Ben Simmons played one-on-one, obviously he's going to murder me. Like, I'm, so, guys, like, don't think that I'm saying I'm better than anybody. Because I'm definitely not. Um, but it's weird. 
And, and, and uh, somebody that I actually had the opportunity to coach, he's playing professional basketball right now. Uh, I can't remember exactly where his name's Justin Johnson. And Justin is one of the most talented guys I've ever seen in my entire life, one of the most athletic guys. And he made a great point. Um, this guy said, seriously, NBA, NBA people, can you help me understand how Ben Simmons is upset with the 76ers? And Justin co- quoted it and commented back, and he said, bro needs to, needs to be accountable for the work he hasn't put in, nothing more, nothing less. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. Like he hasn't done – so, like, when you look at the guys in the NBA, I don't know how long Ben's been in the NBA. Ben's maybe been in the NBA four years. Fact check me here. Four years, five years. He won 17 rookies of the year. I don't know. Right? But his game hasn't evolved. Yeah, you know what just, I mean? he's kind of flatlined his way through. He, uh, he, and he it was the uh, first pick in the 2016 draft, so he's been here for five 20, years. Go, yeah, for five years now. He hasn't improved. It's the same broke jump shot. It's the same stupid excuses. It's the same crap year in and yeah. year out. And for some reason, he got a rookie of the year, and it doesn't make sense. And now this dude is wanting to wanting to be the guy that's like, oh, I get to make the decisions. Shut up. Play ball. Like, I don't say that about people a lot. But you have nothing. Your resume doesn't give me anything to support you that you can hold out on a team like this. Oh, it f- makes me fire. Oh, so I was looking back through, so I was trying to see the exact quote that Ben Simmons was saying and all that. But I, I, I couldn't find it. Uh, because ESPN posts a thousand things a day, so it makes it really hard. They, they, re- they really do. But I did find something that's even more interesting. This was four hours ago. Four hours ago, Stephen A. Smith said, this is a quote on ESPN on their Instagram. If the Nets want to go for a three-peat, at the very least, I would strongly consider trading Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. And, and that right there is why Stephen A. Smith is in the position he's in. It's such a bad take. It's such an outlandish take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where You're sitting here telling me that you're wanting to get rid of arguably the best point guard in the league for Ben Simmons. Like, no, that's not it. Ben Simmons would, would – uh, he would probably contribute to that, that team. You know what I mean? But Ben Simmons needs to be with the Golden, like the Golden State Warriors. He needs, to be, he needs to be on a team that's full of veterans, someone that can like show him how it's properly done. They really haven't had anybody on that Sixers team that had like that true veteran like quality to them, you know? No, they haven't. And it's been, you know, trust the process and Joel Embiid. Yeah. And Joel Embiid's, you know, but had, uh, probably. I mean, Second best big guy in the game right now. Third best big yeah. guy in the game. But I mean, if, even Embiid hadn't been there that long. Like it was, it was like no, Embiid stepped up uh, to be the guy. Embiid's been playing basketball since he was like sixteen. Yeah, like he hasn't been playing ball very long. Mm-hmm. He just hit a crazy growth spurt and gained eighty pounds. Yeah, like, that's what has why Joel Embiid's Joel Embiid. You know, but everybody's talking about. You know, I've seen a lot of takes on that, like, well, no, why would you want to go back to an organization that has tried to trade you multiple times? Or why would you want to go back to an organization that's done this and that? Well, okay, yeah, they've tried to trade you, but ain't that the beast of the business? That's part, yeah, it's part of it. 
Right. So at, at the end of the day, I like it, it's a business. Like it's the, the front office is going to do what the front office thinks is best. And I'm going to, I'll go out on a limb and say there is LeBron James, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. And maybe this was a stretch. Maybe Anthony Davis. Okay. Those five, there may be two or three more who have never been mentioned in a trade from their team to another. Yes. You know, AD maybe, AD was throwing his weight around to say, I want out of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But never, ever, ever did the Miami Heat or the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers say, I want to get rid of LeBron. Never has the Golden State Warriors said, we need to get rid of Clay or we need to get rid of Steph. We need to trade the right. right? So there's a certain caliber of guy, of player, that yeah. that doesn't get those – get get the it's, hell out type of thing. Like it's their, their production creates revenue, so it's a good business move to keep them. Right, they put exactly. asses in the seats. Exactly. Make the organization money, so they're not going to get rid of their cash cows. Right, and you know, even Kyrie Irving, I guarantee you there's been – there. I know there has been trade – uh, possibilities where the Cavs have been like, we're wanting to, to to deal with Kyrie. We want Kyrie to just see what we can get out of him. And Ben Simmons is definitely a guy who you could get some stuff out of if you do it right. Especially some draft picks. For sure. Or even an active. Like, they're, you know, mm-hmm. ben, ben could probably be a huge asset to the way the Milwaukee Bucks play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially since P.J. Tucker signed with the Miami Heat. So now that defensive dog, that guy who's going to get you 87 stops a game and 14 rebounds is now with Miami. So they need that guy because mm-hmm. arguably PJ Tucker, what he did for the Bucks is a very important reason as to why they won the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Right. But Ben Simmons doesn't want to do that role. He wants to be the main guy, but he doesn't put the work in to be the main guy. Right, like right. it doesn't make sense that he wants to throw his weight around when, he doesn't really have weight to throw around. It's like just because he dated a Kardashian, he thinks he just has like th- the biggest pull. That's the problem. Man, I guess uh, I'm, I'm kind of honestly, I'm kind of done talking about Ben Simmons. Kind of ruined my day. That's episode eight. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, stick, sticking on the NBA, on the side of NBA, um, there's, there's a new rule change, isn't there? Yes, sir. They are calling it the NBA is enforcing a manipulative foul rule. And for the people that do not understand what I mean straight off the bat when I say manipulated foul, it's when the it's when the offensive player goes out of the normal range of motion, whether it's in a shot, whether it's in, you know, uh, coming off of a ball screen or whatever to to get a foul. So if anybody listen to this podcast has watched, I hate to say this, Steph Curry has watched James Harden. Kyrie, Russ, mainly the smaller guys, the, the mm-hmm. guards in the league, who, excuse me, will, will will pump fake and get into your body or kick your leg out or flop to get a call, then they're 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 going to turn that into what I am reading into it as an offensive foul. Yes, good, and it should be. It should be. I. It looks so bad, like in. And it proved like how much it like how much different that that kind of basketball differed from the way the rest of the world was playing when we got to the Olympics. 
and these rinky-dink fouls weren't being called, and they were just letting the boys play. And well, they, Luka, they, they Luka, yeah. Luca said it best, the NBA is the easiest league to score in. Yeah. You know what I mean? One, because there's no defense mm-hmm. in the NBA whatsoever. But yeah. two, because if you if you go back and listen to the interview Luca said, it's because all Luca has to do is go into a shot motion and just kind of act like he gets touched and he's going to the line. Right. So that's where the problem is lying, is the, the these fouls are kind of overtaking the game and it does, it's not a good look. Mm-hmm. See, my, my thing is I think the, the hard thing that's going to be p- to police this policy is like what what is – I mean, it's kind of like a judgment call kind of thing, like on the referees to be like, oh, that's like, obviously, I, you know, if it's a flop or if it's, you know, a guy, you know, he does the pump fake and he jumps in and like throws the ball off like Steph does. Then like, it's a little obvious, but like, there's like a fine line there that I feel like it's got to have to be, it's going to have to be set in stone. Like what is, you know, out of range of motion kind of thing. Right. And, and you know, and maybe, maybe the leg kick might be the hardest thing to judge mm-hmm. because, not everybody comes off of a down screen shooting a three like Ray Allen does when he's just straight up, straight down. Right. He doesn't move. Clay Thompson doesn't move. It's just, right. It's, hey. a, it's a bullet. But but if you watch Devin Booker, every time Devin Booker's on the move, that leg's coming up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that might be one where it's going to be questionable. But like you said, Steph Curry does it. Steph Curry, he's going to get you in the air. And if you're three feet from him, he he's going to jump directly into and just throw the ball straight up. Right, he's jumping into your body. So I think that's where this rule is going to come into play, yeah. and it's going to clean that aspect of the game up. I, and and I, it's going I'm, to be beautiful when that oh, happens. It's, it's, it's going to make basketball feel like basketball again. Yeah, it like will. It's going to make people play, and it's going to bring back defense into the league. Because, dude, I, like, I'm to the point now, like, I, I like watching college basketball more than NBA because there's there's defense and like the guys like they, the kids there they seem like they want to play ball. They're not obviously they're not there just collecting a paycheck kind of thing. And I'm not saying that that's like yeah. all the NBA's become but like I mean there's no defense and it's so hard to play defense because like we were saying all you got to do is just get down there, pump, guy goes up and then you got to just all you got to do is just throw your weight into him and then it's like oh it's a foul, it's two sh- uh, two shots. Right, and then if you're like Steph Curry, if the ball goes in the air, it's going to go in the basket. So now you've got an in one situation. Mm-hmm. For sure, uh, and, and this is—I think this is going to be a rule that it's going to take the guy, the NBA players, a little bit of time to adjust to uh, because of how frequent this has become mm-hmm. within the NBA game, and and it's it's definitely a rule that it, it, you're right. It is a judgment call, but so is a block charge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's flopping. So uh, I think this is something that is that is going to be very beneficial to the game. And but I hope it doesn't go too far in the sense of like when probably my favorite player that does it is Chris Paul. Chris Paul will come off of a high ball screen, and if he's got you on his hip, if he knows you're on his back hip, he's turning the brakes on, and it's a piggyback ride, and he's falling. Right. That's smart basketball. You know what I mean? That yeah. is a legitimate. Like I'm gonna throw these brakes on because I know, I know you got a you got a small gap to get through. That's smart. But the problem is lying when if I'm coming off and you happen to go under that screen and I see you're going under that screen, and I'm jumping into your body. That's 
Yeah, like I said, like I said, it's it's gonna be complete judgment call, and it's gonna be so hard to police it to like, like to the fullest extent. That's gonna make it like outside of just pretty much just letting him go out there and just in a slugfest. And now we're gonna see how good James Harden is. We really will. I mean, you're not wrong. Well, I, you know, James Harden is a, is a fantastic player. He got an MVP award, like, but. With this rule change, is his game going to be able to translate, you know, to actually scoring the basketball instead of going to the line right. 20, 30 times a game because he, you know, breaks that parameter of his normal normal game to create that foul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's 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 uh let's transition this to here. So it's the surprise segment that I net and tell you about. Um, this is something that when I seen it announced. Uh, okay. it, it kind of made me a little sad. Um, it was very kind of like, oh, wow. Uh, my, my childhood of the game of basketball is officially kind of coming to an end. You know what I mean? Kind of like probably when um, some of their favorites announced it. Two days ago, J.J. Reddick announced he was retiring from the game. Oh, my God. And, and, <laughs> and you, I know it's funny. J.J. Reddick has been one of my favorite players to watch. I, no, I remember seeing that on ESPN. I was like, he was still playing? Bubba, he's been in the playoffs almost every year he's been in the league. You're not wrong, but I always forget he's there. You know why? Because he's so solid that it he just – is there, bro. This is a man who is an absolute legend that doesn't get the respect he deserves. You're not wrong. You're not wrong in the slightest. And the only reason that you're being sarcastic about this is because for some reason you like that stupid baby blue team, and I don't understand it. (laughs) Oh, my God. What J.J. Reddick J.J. Reddick has, was arguably one of the best Duke players of all time. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. What are you going to get? Who, okay, give me, give me five over him. Over him? Yeah. We're talking just in their time at Duke. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not uh, Kyrie. I'm going to put Kyrie. So, uh, Leitner. Uh, I'll put Tatum up there. I'll put Zion. Oh my God! Episode eight has ended already. <laughs> you, you're putting Jason Tatum, his time at Duke, over JJ Redick. Yes. Okay. I'll put. Okay. I'll, I'll put him in my top five. Please, God, tell me you don't have Grayson Allen in this top five. Oh hell no! God no! Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm okay, dumb, I'll but just... I'm not stupid. I, I respect it. <laughs> Zion for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. I'll put I take it back. I'll put Leitner, Zion, we'll put Reddick at three, Tatum at four, and I'll put Kyrie at five just for fun. Just Do you know piss- who Grant Hill is? Remind me. Bubba, Grant Hill played with Leitner. Do you not understand Grant Hill? Grant G R A N T H I. I hear you. I hear Grant, you. Grant Hill. 
Grant, we're gonna have to have a, a Duke uh, history lesson with Uncle Zach. Grant Hill is 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 fantastic. He's definitely a top five Duke player of all time. It's pretty simple. And Kyrie Irving, can you even consider Kyrie Irving playing? For Duke? I, mean, I mean, he was a one and done, but most of the kids nowadays are. I mean, it's not often you see a kid go multiple seasons in college. Like it just it doesn't happen. Yeah, right. you, you, I mean, but 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 Kyrie only played like four games, dude. It's a, even the hand motions, bro. But it's official. J.J. Redick is done. J.J. Redick is retired from the game of basketball. And it is quite possibly the saddest thing that's happened in a while. Yeah, it's – And I know you disagree with that. No, no, it, it is, it is it's crazy. Sure. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I mean, you set this up to be like this big announcement that like – It is a big announcement. Rock the world and then even with J.J. Redick is retiring. I thought you – we're gonna come in with something like way bigger than that, but no, it's it's crazy. Like all these guys from our like the the era that we grew up watching basketball are like leaving. It's so here here I'll, I'll just throw a little stuff at you. You want to do history lesson? Here's a history lesson, right? Grant Hill was a two time NCAA champion. Okay. He is a let's see three time ACC first team player of the year. He is the 1993-1994 ACC Player of the Year. Okay. Right? At his time at Duke, he averaged 15 points a game, uh, nine rebounds, and four assists. Okay, that's pretty solid. It's a different, it's a different time. It's not yeah. like – you know what I mean? Like the game, yeah. was, the game was slower, so it's not like we were, they were putting up this right. crazy – like at this point in time, like the, the damn games were in the 50s. 50s yeah. and 60s. You know what I mean? Like now you yeah. watch a college basketball game, it's in the 90s and 100s. Like it's it's yeah. a little bit of different time. It's right? a lot different. Yeah. There you go. Grant Hill is definitely a top five player. All right. We'll put Grant at the five. We'll put Grant at the five. Thank you. This is why we can't do this podcast in person. Because <laughs> he would me, fight me. He would punch you, me in the face. He would smack me around. In person, if you would have looked at me and said, Zachary Austin Kelly, Kyrie Irving is over Grant Hill. In the Duke's all-time ratings, I would have smacked that beard off your face <laughs> in a heartbeat. That, no that's what's going to make the live show so much fun. I'm going to have to put Blair like in the middle of us or something. We started this podcast 20 minutes ago, and I've never been this fired up on here. You, I, you, like, it, I love starting the like the show with basketball because it gets you fired up, and then we get to end just, with me fired up. It, it, it engages it, it, me, dude. I'm ready to <laughs> – if I could come at you right now, I would. Oh, I, know. I love you. I love you. I do. <laughs> But right now, I want to headbutt you. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you disrespected J.J. Reddick like that. Absolutely. I didn't disrespect him. You were like, oh, my God, that's the news that you have to get. Shut up, Nick. It's important. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Continue to just be a jerk, and I'll – you don't understand the sadness that it gives me. I, I can hear the sadness in your voice. Like that's that's the best part. Like I, I can tell I truly offended you. Yeah, really did. But the thing, let's. I I, I want to know this real quick. I'm gonna look up 
J.J. Reddick's all-time record against the against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Against the Heels? All right. Because I'm very curious. Uh, you probably should look this up because I feel like you have found it a lot quicker than I would. J.J. Reddick. Let's see. Six foot three. Pretty solid. I mean, do you want me to go through all his stuff? He was the uh, National College Player of the Year in 2006. Dog. Two-time ACC Player of the Year. Dog. Let's see. Two-time ACC Tournament MVP. Dog. Number four is retired by the Duke Blue Devils because he's a dog. He was a four-year starter. Yes, sir, he was. Why? Because he was a dog. So, in... In 03. Let's see. I do like the simple fact that when he left Duke, like when he was at Duke, he was this innocent guy and just shot. Like was a heck of a shooter. And all that. And he gets in the NBA, he just gets covered with tattoos. Just an absolute savage. Yes. Uh... This might be hard to find. Hang on, I got it. Duke. Do you you have a deep hatred for Duke? Oh, absolutely. I will always have a deep hatred for Duke. You know this. And you'll always have a deep hatred for for North Carolina. That just comes with the territory. Uh, Men's basketball. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. History. Can I please get a record? Good. It's probably a. Hard as hell to find. It shouldn't be this hard to find. Oh my god, it's right. 1960, 1970. Come on, I need 02 to 06. That's all I need. Can I just get like a an overall like score? you said oh you said 02 to 06? Oh because it was 0203, 0304, 0405, 0506. So hey, you wanna know, know something funny? All time, all time Dukes winning the North Carolina Duke rivalry 32 it's, to 20. What up? <laughs> Talk some stuff now, bro. I think the overall score sheet's got to be somewhere here on Wikipedia. Hey, I found it. Hang on. Here we go. Drum roll, please. This is – it took so much research for, a, for like, a stat that, like, really doesn't matter that much. Um, what is his all-time record against North Carolina? All-time record, he would be uh, two – or, no, sorry. Jesus Lord. We need Jamie from Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> right. One, two, three, four, five, six, and three against UNC all time. From 03 to 06. That makes sense then. Um, he's lost two in the Dean, one in the Cam. Um, he never played against them in the tournament. Mm-mm. Or hang on. And if I and if my memory recalls me right. The one they got beaten, Cameron Indoor, was a last-second shot. I believe you're right on that because they got beat. It was because it's 73-75 final score. Oh, I'll go. I swear to you, I'm an I'm a basketball encyclopedia. So I'm gonna go down the list just so just for for fun. Um, in 03 uh, or 02, no, that's March of 02. It, he wouldn't have played in that one. Um, 03, yeah, no, he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have. 
Yes, he would have. I'm lost. Hang on. He was 0-2 to 0-3. Yes, we would have played in yeah. every 0-2 game. Hang on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So sorry. He is 9-3 and three against North Carolina. Um, 0-2, uh, 87 to 58. 0-2, oh. 93-68. Uh, 0-2, this is the ACC tournament. Uh, they beat him 60-48. to 48. <laughs> Uh, 03, they uh, beat him at the Cam, 83 to 74. And 03, they beat him at the Dean, 70, uh, or they got beat uh, 82 to 79, not ranked. North Carolina ha- hadn't been, they were number six in 01. They hadn't, they weren't ranked from 02 to 04. Wow. Yeah, so then they got beat, and then they beat them at the ACC tournament in 03, 75 to 63. They beat them in 04 at the Dean, 83 to 81. They were ranked uh, – North Carolina was 17. Duke was number one. They beat them again in 04 at the Cam, 70 to 65. Duke was three. North Carolina was 14. In 05, uh, Duke beat North Carolina at the Cam, uh, 71 to 70. Duke was number seven. Um, North Carolina was number two. I'm assuming that's the last second shot. In 05, Duke lost to North Carolina. Uh, Duke was number seven or number six. North Carolina was number two. 75 to 73. That was the game, uh, the, the game winner. And yep. uh, in 06, there was two games. They split in 06. Um, it's funny because both teams won on the road. So Duke lost uh, uh, at the Dean. And, uh, or no, no, they, they both won at home. Sorry, I got that backwards. Um. Yeah, so Duke lost. Uh, Duke won, 87-83. They were ranked number two. North Carolina was number twenty-three. And then when they met in March, Duke lost eighty-three to seventy-six. Duke was number one. North Carolina was number thirteen. Yeah. So he was he was nine and three against Carolina in his career. And the, and 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 it's okay for you to not like somebody like that because that that's probably a very traumatic time for you, dude. I don't even freaking remember that. It's very, very traumatic. No, you don't remember because, because you're you're just trying to, you're just saying that. I know you remember. I know I, I can I can imagine. Dog, I was five know. in 02. Shut up. Dog, we were five in 02. You're telling me to shut up because I'm right. Wait, I was not right. Five. Dog. Then why do I remember it? I was five, six, seven, and eight. Right. It was your. Your primal years of, of becoming primal more years t- of liking Batman and Spider Man, okay? Like you were, and, and then you baseball, were trying and baseball. You were trying to become a North Carolina fan, right? And I could just see little Nikki running around like, Daddy, Daddy, I want to be a Carolina fan. And then you're watching, you're like, I thought we were supposed to be winners in life, Dad. Oh my god. Why why do we suck so bad? Why why are we so horrible? Why do we have the most average coach in basketball oh. history? What you think, Roy's a goat? Get out! Yeah, of here. Roy's a feigning goat, is what he is. He's he's arguably the most overrated college basketball coach of all time. Hey, don't even get me started on Roy Williams. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get more into that debate, Duke versus North Carolina. We'll we'll do us we'll do a special show for the we'll first do Duke UNC game. We'll we're, do, gonna, we'll do uh, we're going to do that live. That's, that's going to be a live get, show, 1,000%. We're going 
we're going to get an octagon so we can just go at it. <laughs> we'll have to have Blair in the middle once again with a referee shirt on. He's going to rev it. <laughs> All right, sure. man. Um, Sorry, that was a 30-minute segment. Yeah, that was a 30. On, we, we talk about basketball 30 minutes. Half the show is basketball. I know why North Carolina is absolute horrible. Here we go. All right. So, we're going to switch am... over to the old gridiron. Um, happy Tom Brady Day. What does that mean? Well, 20 years ago today, Drew Bledsoe got the absolute shit knocked out of him. It and the rest is history. The rest is history. And how do you think that makes Drew feel? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, for God's sake. it. I mean, Tom was picked 199. He was the fourth quarterback on that team. He barely made the roster that his rookie year. So it was just like, oh, okay. You know, we're going to put Tom in. He's just going to eat time until Drew can get his head back on straight because they knocked him senseless. And then you know what music was playing the whole time? And then 20 years later, we're sitting here and we're like, why is he the best thing to happen? Dude, that was the history. best thing to happen to the New England Patriots was Drew Bledsoe getting the shit kicked out of him. Absolutely. Because, like, the crazy thing is like, they gave him, like, this mega super extension. Like, maybe, I think it was, like, a couple years before that happened, right? I think it was, like, 99. They gave him this yeah. mega extension, like, this big mm-hmm. contract. Not mega by, like, our standards. Now, like, 100 million, 200 million. Like, it was, like, like I don't remember what it was, but it, it wasn't anything like that. But it was high. It was high for that time. And then two years later, he's out of a job. Yeah. Because he went to Buffalo after that? I remember him in Buffalo. Um, for some reason, I want to say he went to Philadelphia. Did he, did he play for Philly, or am I, I just crazy? I don't know that he ever went to Philly. I could be I completely know. wrong. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but for some, I might be way wrong. I'm, an, I'm a basketball encyclopedia. Uh, a year. He went so in – oh, my God, all these ads. I don't need a new couch. I need to know Drew Bledsoe's career stats. Okay, here we go. So, in 01, he got hit. He played – it was the second game. New England was 0-2. He had completed 40 passes on 66 attempts uh, for 400 yards, two touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. Not very hot. Um, and then he gets hit. He gets traded, or, or I can't remember, was traded or released in 02 um, to Buffalo. He played three seasons in Buffalo from 02 to 04. He played then two seasons in Dallas, where halfway through Dallas, and not even halfway, he played six games his final year in 06 with Dallas. Okay. And then he was he's done. Maybe Dallas is where I really remember him at then. So, or but maybe it was Buffalo. He went to the playoffs, buddy. You know who I'm freaking thinking of? Oh my god! Who are you thinking of? You're Donovan thinking, McNabb. Okay, you're thinking of McNabb. Well, he was in Ooh. Philly, went to Washington, and then yeah. what? Donovan? That's well, a totally Ma- different. Ma- no, 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 no. You're thinking of Michael Vick because Michael Vick started in Atlanta. Had the whole dog thing. He, like, retired. Then after it all kind of cleared up, he came back. Yeah, he then back he went to Philly. Because he went to Philly right after McNabb went to Washington. Right. Well, there's a little bit of a difference. I don't know why I remember that. I was the same age as the – like, that was, like, oh, like 06, 07, 08. I don't remember. Like, I, I don't – my sports brain is weird. You're, you're, well, they have words for your sports brain, but we can't use them on this podcast. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, that was that's you're thinking of Michael Vick. I dare. So there's a lot of different. Yeah, so, but but yeah, Drew Bledsoe gets hit. Tom Brady comes in, replace him. Um, the rest is history, man. Now we're talking about Tom Brady's absolute history, the greatest guy, like quarterback of all time, potentially the greatest NFL player of all time. And it's gonna ruffle a few feathers, probably. Uh, you got you got your awesome quarterbacks. You got Peyton Manning. You got Joe Montana. Uh, Dan Marino, Terry Bradshaw, all those guys. They don't hold. They don't hold a candle to Tom Brady. Oh, Um, you know, you say best player. That's always a little kind of touchy. That's. I mean, yeah, it's it's always. But I mean, you got you got some fantastic guys playing the playing it wide out and running the ball and all that different stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's an argument for the day. Yeah, that's why football football may be the hardest sport to say that in because it's such a the all the positions are so different. Right, right. Everyone has like their own Un, objective goal. Unlike basketball, you you we can sit, we can break down Kobe, Michael, and LeBron yeah, all right, day right. long because mm-hmm. it's right in front of you. You, yes. you can see Mike playing defense. You can see Bron playing defense. You can you see can how see. they all score. Blah blah blah. Right. Right. But like with football, it's more of like you know Tom slinging that thing like crazy, but at the same time, Bo Jackson was. <laughs> You know what I mean, dude? I that's like I want to do eventually. I want to do a what if program where we talk about some of these failed athletes. Like, what if their career went further? Like, how how much better could they have been? We can look at their numbers and like kind of see like a fall off. And I can tell you right now, with with barring an injury, Tracy McGrady is the best basketball player to step on the floor. I would love to hear your argument. That. Right or wrong, I, I, you I see what I'm saying. I, like, I don't disagree with you. I just, I just would, I would, I die for your for your argument on that. Just like, I like, he does I like not, hearing if, you. Yes. If T Mac doesn't get hurt, Michael Jordan is probably irrelevant. Oh definitely. I'm, maybe I'm we so won't excited for this. Yeah. We won't disrespect Mike like that. But LeBron is definitely irrelevant. Oh, if yeah. T Mac doesn't get hurt, in like 2003. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And if Vince Carter doesn't play for the Raptors half of his damn career. Oh, he's he's probably he's, in that conversation. Oh, he's absolutely in that conversation. You kidding me? So yeah, we got we're, we're all fired up today. Oh, that's good. You know what? We, let's make you know what? Let's make that an episode 10. Let's make that a special. Uh, episode 10. We're episode let's 10 get, we discussed. What is going to be what if? Possibles. What if? Like the what if like trades that could have gone a different way, just a whole big or you're hearing it now episode 8 on episode 10 where it's the what if special. We're gonna break down for an hour, hell, maybe even two hours, all of the Dep- different scenarios of, in sports. <laughs> Depending on how pissed off Nick makes me, maybe three. <laughs> it may be a twenty-four hour special. We don't and, know. And you know what the funniest part about this is? Saying that I just praised Duke for the past thirty minutes, right? It, it, Half of those busts are gonna be from Duke. <laughs> I know, I know they are. Oh man! Yeah, Christian Leitner. You got Grayson Allen. You got Shaheel Okafor. You, <laughs> you want to keep going? No. Like, um, let's see. Oh my Atlanta. Okay, so I, I wanted to go on to before we hit that that parlay. Actually, no, we'll talk about the parlay real quick. The so, most, probably the most depressing thing I've ever read in my entire life. So this guy goes into Monday Night Football. He made a twenty-five dollar parlay, a sixteen game, a sixteen game parlay. Uh, he was a $25 bet and he had gotten 15 correct. All he had to do was have the Detroit Lions just go beat the Packers. 
And he walks out of there with $726,959. And of course, the Lions are the Lions. They shit the bed, and this man is out $25. But it's the right. what if. Like, I was like, oh my God, if the Lions were covered, if the Lions would have won the game, then like. It's putting. When it comes down to it at the end of the day, you got to know he woke up Monday morning on on that man nine, right? that man had he had his Jared Goff jersey on he had his Lions cap he had his Matt Patricia beard even though Matty mm-hmm. P is not even there anymore I don't think he does not he's definitely he's not. not there he's, he's like he's, yeah yeah Matty P and someone's like hey he's not, he's not there even anymore there, he's like I don't care spirit he's like how do you spell Detroit <laughs> <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day man you I would put my faith more in Shaq making a free throw <laughs> than the Detroit Lions winning a football game. Oh my God. Like, let's be honest. No, I'm a thousand percent with you. I, I, I know we, I every anytime I talk about the Lions, I always got to give Ben Spicer a shout out for being just the saddest ben piece Spicer. of like the saddest Sports fan on the planet because that man is Detroit through and through. He's a Lions fan. Line. He's a Pistons fan. Like the, the man just hurts all the time. All he knows is pain. So you it's know, like, and he it, wears he wears it, it as a badge of honor, and I respect that so much. He does. I mean, I don't know Ben very well, but I know he's a big Detroit fan. Um. You know, let's let's be honest. The best thing to happen, and sports wise, in the past twenty years in the city of Detroit was um, was the Malice at the Palace. That's and, Malice was definitely the best thing. Uh, yeah, and that was the best thing. I mean, granted, you know, the the Pistons won a championship uh, with with Chauncey. And rip and all those guys, but sure, whatever. That doesn't matter. It's it ever, it, it means Detroit. nothing without with compared to the malice. Yeah, I mean, you had Ron Artest and the and the crowd just muck ducking people just because it was. <laughs> Bro, he was playing whack a ball with spectators. Goodness gracious! Do you ever have you ever went back and watched that? Every every year on the anniversary, ESPN posts that video, and I watch it. It's so comical. To watch can Ron Artest just play whack-a-mole on spectators. Can you imagine if that happened now? Oh, my God. There's, they would fire the entire team. Like, let's just think. Let's try to think of a, a guy. Like if Draymond a PJ, Green. A Draymond. A P.J. Tucker. If they just decided. Just to go punch somebody in the just, stand. Just to beat the brakes off of some. Some forty-year-old oh account. I'd give the man a raise. I would give I the would man do. a raise. <laughs> I'll buy you a case of whatever you want. I was like, "Hey, man, hey, Draymond, I know the league doesn't like it here. I'll cover your fine. Here's here's an extra million just for for the hell of it. Hey, hey, go get him next week." Have you, oh have, you ever, have you ever been to Detroit? I have not. I've never uh, had the opportunity. I had the opportunity. I had the opportunity to go once. I went up to Detroit and I actually watched the Detroit Tigers game in person. Okay, at Detroit, and and to be honest with you, buddy, after the game was over, um, 
I took a piss on the sidewalk and cleaned it up a little bit. Like I cleaned up the city just a little bit. It's the worst place I've ever been in my entire life. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the stadium was cool. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. I don't know the name of it, but like, it was, it was a very cool, like seeing Miguel Cabrera. Like that was sweet. Yeah. Miggy. I've seen, I think I've seen Miggy once. It was back was in like cool. 2013 in Boston. That was fun. But, but yeah. Um, so the guy bet he needed the Detroit lions to cover, not even cover. He needed them to win. He needed the lines to win for seven hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars. I don't know why you bet on the Lions of all people. Well, I mean, he, you do what you got to do, and sometimes, especially sometimes after the put... after the piss poor performance in Week One, why do you bet the house on the Lions against the Packers? I know the well, Packers the laid an egg. So one of two things is going to happen, though. Aaron Rodgers is going to put the same performance on again. And he's going to throw picks, and he's going to have a crappy outing. Or Aaron's going to do what Aaron does and absolutely show you that he's a dog. And, like, that's what happened. Aaron Rodgers went bonkers on Monday yeah. Night Football. And the poor, the poor guy is, you know, going back to Sonic, working on Tuesday morning, just sad. It, it's, a, it's a tough life. I could it's, not imagine. I've put uh, I've put my fair share of money on football games before, and I could not imagine losing that game, dude. I've I'm done betting on football because I'm terrible at it. And I know well, I know well, the last two bets that we've made were football, and I won. But like that's like well, the, like the best winning streak I've had with that. That's it. because I was I wanted to argue with you and win against Tom Brady. That's your own damn fault. <laughs> it is. It is, and I, but I think my 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 plan is to get you like confident with me, and then I'm going to hit you with the big one, you know, a few years down the road. I'm going to let you win four or five, <laughs> and then I'm going to hit you with the one. And you're going to be like, oh my god! Now, next thing, Zach. The, so he the guy bet twenty five dollars on on the on the parlay, but you know he could have pocketed that twenty five dollars, not bet it. You know what he could have done with that? Oh, I know, I know. Zach, 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 Zach. He could have got some socks. He could have got some socks, yes. What else could he have got? Um, I he could have got some gas. He could have put a he could have put some gas in his car. What else could he have got? Uh a drink. Yeah, Zach, you're close. You're very close. What kind of drink? What about a raise? A raise? Energy, guys, Race Energy is taking a giant leap of faith with instilling a high-quality formula to bring the consumer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help push your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Perfect for anyone at any time, Race Energy has become the most popular and best-rated energy drink on the market to date with a phenomenal flavor profile that puts most competitors to shame. Powered by the enhanced refresh technology, Raise Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories. Um, they wanted to develop an energy drink uh, that aids in multiple different categories, which includes targeted focus, enhanced recovery time as glycogen becomes depleted, improved clean energy levels, uh, boost in stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. Um, you shouldn't have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, opt for the number one fan-voted energy drink on the market to date with Raise Energy. Not only is the refresh technology a complete game changer, but the wide variety of flavors op and options 
uh, and crowdsourced additions to the Ray's family make up one of the highest quality energy drink choices you could ever choose from. With certain flavors being more simplistic all the way to the industry's first, there's never a bad option looking for the perfect flavor. Guys, check out Ray's Energy. You can use code CMPOD uh, at checkout on their website. You're going to get 10% off. Uh, you're going to help out the show as well. I'm going to get you to do yes, the ad read one week. No. So jumping back in uh, here on the second half of the show, uh, this was a funny stat that I found by accident. I didn't even know what happened because I was just scrolling through ESPN stuff, looking for stuff to talk about today. Um, so the Las Vegas Raiders, that still is weird to say. The Las Vegas Raiders kicker, Daniel Carlson, beat himself in fantasy football this week. What does that mean? So Raiders kicker, Daniel Carlson, was playing against himself in fantasy uh, football last week. Um, he scored 17 points with four field goals and two extra points. Because of that, he lost his game because his opponent had him. <laughs> his opponent that had him. He went awesome. off. So he lost his game because he had a good performance on the field. Hey, like, so, so now. The, the caption says, why wouldn't he just draft himself? Yeah, why wouldn't he draft yourself? <laughs> I want to know who his kicker is. <laughs> Probably, and, and his, uh, his quote is that that was uh, tough because I took a loss. I definitely contributed to that. <laughs> um, you talk about kickers, man. What's old, what's old buddy's name? Uh, place for the Ravens, Tucker, right? Yeah, Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker, that's a kicker right there, son. Dude, I'm, I'm freaking mad, dude. I got the Miami Dolphins kicker, and he laid an egg. The entire Dolphins laid an egg. Against, I think it was Buffalo, maybe. I don't know. They, they scored zero points. So I got zero points really? from my kicker. Didn't cost me the game, but like it would have been nice to at least have a couple extra points on the board. Right, for sure. Like, I think That's I had hilarious, a, I think I had like a three point lead going into Monday and he got, got a tight end left. I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, no, dude beat himself in fantasy football. That is awesome. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Hey, man. At the end of the day, you got to do that. Let's go ahead and talk about this NFL game. Game of the week. I'm going to just go game ahead and announce. Let's of give a little. the week. It is going to be at 425 p.m. It's going to be a game. It's going it's to be, be in Los game. Angeles. It's on Fox. On Fox. The Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's oh in, my yeah, in LA. Atlanta. That's going to be a, game. a great I'm, I'm calling it right now. I think this is your preview of the NFC Championship. I think it is, too. I, I, think, really this, I think this is your NFC Championship uh, preview. I, I agree on that. Um, I, I strongly agree on that. How about that? And, I mean, both teams, 2-0. and um, yep. I mean, you got uh, – they're giving, they're giving L.A. a 55% chance to win this ballgame. You've got yeah. – you've got uh, – you got Brady, who's on the season, uh, 56 for 86, 655 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. You got Stafford, who's 39 of 56 for 599 yards, uh, five TDs, one pick. Um, uh, Fournette, 20 carries, 84 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Uh, uh, Henderson uh, for L.A. He's got 29 carries, 123 yards with two TDs. Uh, your receiving leaders are uh, Godwin, uh for Tampa Bay, 13 receptions, 167 yards, two TDs. And you got Cup, 
for LA. Uh, 16 receptions, 271 yards, three TDs. Tickets as low as $142. Uh, everybody, if you are, for whatever reason, listening to us from the LA uh, region, please go watch the game. Give us your recap. That would be awesome. Be fantastic. And you know what? A game that might be a sleeper, sleeper of a game, and I'm just going to say it, and it might offend you. Sunday night football. Sunday night football. You got the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. That could very easily be a game. That might be a fantastic game. If Aaron Rodgers plays. If Rodgers shows up and they don't leave his ass on the bus, then yes. Dude, we're st- I'm looking down the, the stuff. You're starting to get into rivalry rivalry week. I can never say that. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um. You've got Bengals-Steelers for the first time. Uh, you've got uh, Seahawks-Vikings. That's kind of like a, a soft that spot is. for some people. Uh, I don't think Packers-49ers are. But then you got Eagles-Cowboys for the first time this year on, on Monday Night time. Football. Monday Night Football. The Panthers gave the Texans a, a thrashing. They beat them uh, tonight 24-9. Uh, to <laughs> Don't, I swear to God, they did not lose. They did not lose. Zach, they lost. They got beat. They 31, lost. 31 to 30. <laughs> my fellow Americans. Oh my God. <laughs> they got beat. The Marshall blundering turds have now dropped. Have now dropped their second game in as many weeks to Appalachian State. Appalachian State, guys, what are we doing? The best thing to come out of Appalachian State was Luke Combs, and all he did was play a guitar. (laughs) What happened? Oh, good lord. Let's see. I think it says, yep, go ahead, field goal field for goal. the Happy State win. It's like a 40-plus yarder. Jesus Christ. God, why am I a thir- Thundering Herd fan? Let's just think, man. You could live in a third-world country. You could, you could, you know, you could not have a family, or you could be a Marshall Thundering Herd fan. It's up to you. <laughs> pick your pick. Oh, my God. Talk about absolute. You, you, they were on the highest of highs for week one, week two. Highest of highs. Looked fantastic against Navy. It looked great against Navy. Looked absolutely fantastic. Wheels fell off. I mean, and against North Carolina Central, they looked good too. Yeah. You know, you know, they they it's a fast paced up tempo, bah bah bah, rah, rah, rah. And then and then they get punched in the mouth by Eastern Carolina. East Carolina, sorry. And then they get beat by a point. At Happy State, man. Jesus Lord, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. Let's do our preview for the next week of NFL football. NFL football. Jesus, I'm tired of talking about the third, the the thundering herd today. All right, preview for next. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, Washington and the Bills. Bills. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take them. Uh, that Washington football team. You take Washington, okay? A little bit um, of an upset. Bears. A bit of an upset. Bears at Cleveland. I'm taking the Browns. I'm, you know, number two is always my favorite time of the day, so I'm going to go with the Browns. The Ravens at the Lions. I'm taking the Ravens. Well, Not even I'm close. I'm taking the Ravens. Who's going to bet on the Lions? 
Except the poor guy who lost. Except the poor guy who lost seven hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, it was. A, all right, then we got the Colts at the Titans. I'm gonna go with the Titans. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Let's you. Let's tie it. Tighten up. Tighten up, baby. All right, then you got the Chargers at the Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Yeah. You got the Saints going up to Foxborough. Let's go New England, baby. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna eat some crab on this one. Let's go. Let's go. Some, you want, I'm gonna go with old Jamie. Old Jamie Winston. I'm gonna go with the Saints. Jesus Lord. Okay. Um. You got the Falcons going up to New York. Both teams are 0-2. I get two shits about this game, but I'm going to take Atlanta. Let's go with them birds. I'm with you. With them birds. All right. You got um, Cincinnati going up to Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, I'm not. You're going to Pittsburgh. You're going to Ste- you're going to the Steel Town. Uh, I- I'm I'm probably going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here. Oh, Pittsburgh. Okay. I'll just I I never bet on Pittsburgh. That's the reason. Um, you got Arizona going down to. Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, I'm taking the cards. And yeah, it's going to be an absolute practice session for the it's, Arizona Cardinals. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you got. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna... You got the 0 2 dog shit Jets. Could give two shits about them. They're fucking awful. Going over to the Mile High City, uh, Denver Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos. I'm a, I'm going to take them planes on this game. They're gonna You're the going to take the, the dog shit Jets. The like this is one friend. of the. I, I'm making a bold prediction right now. I don't think the Jets win a game all season. They're so I bad. Think that, They're they are so bad. bad. They are bad, but I think the Mile High City is a place to get a get, get a win. They're going to sneak a win in here. All right. Then uh, we got the uh, one-and-one Dolphins going to Vegas and the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. You, you know, and – I'm going to take the Raiders in a close game. This is – it hurts my heart to say because I think th- – John Gruden gets on my nerves more than anybody in the world. Like, like you know how you everybody's got that one nerve that just just somebody touches every time he opens his mouth. I just want to break things, and I, I'm going to go with the Raiders reluctantly because I think they'll win the game, but it's not because of Gruden. <laughs> then you got uh, our our game of the week with the uh, Buccaneers going on the road to uh, Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to take the Bucks. I know you're gonna take the Bucks. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think the Rams. Uh, I, I think I think this game comes down to a nail biter. I think it comes down to a game winning drive by Brady. I think it does too. And I, but I think I think Stafford's on such a roll right now that that he if he it's really gonna I think it's gonna come down to whoever has the ball in their hands in the last drive, whether that's Brady I'll with give, 40 seconds left or, or or Stafford. It's a, it's really a toss up. Both of these teams, and like you said, they I think look it's they both look great. I think it's definitely going to be a division championship game for sure. Yeah. Or sorry, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, not conference. It would be. Yeah. It'd be a division. Did I say that? Oh, I said it right. NFC or the con- not job. conference. Yeah. Conf- no. I don't know the championship. It's going to be your NFC championship preview. To go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. This is going to be your NFC championship preview. Then uh, we've got Seattle going to Minnesota to take on the the zero two Vikings. I'm going to take Seattle. You know, Minnesota, I just like saying the word Minnesota, but I'm going to go with – I'm with you on that, Seattle. I think Seattle looked really good last week. Tennessee just kind of squeaked it out at the end. Uh, definitely Seattle. Yeah. We got the old Packers going over to San Fran and the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking San the Niners. San Francisco's only a three-point favorite in that game. Um, just because I have faith in him, I think he looks like a homeless man right now. I'm going with A.A. Ron in the, in the Packers. I respect that. Then uh, Monday night, you got your Monday night football. The Eagles. 
Ta-da-da. That's ESPN, but sure, we'll go with it. You know what I mean. I'm just I happy know. to be here. <laughs> we got the uh, Eagles going to Dallas, playing the Cowboys in Cowboy Stadium. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys. It's hard to bet against the Cowboys right now. It, they look <laughs> like they played the defending champions to the wire. They did. Like good football to the wire. So, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard, especially, like, now they're in Dallas. They're going to pack that stadium. Like, it's going to be so hard to play them right now. Um, also, while I'm thinking about it, did you happen to write down our predictions for last week? I don't know. Probably not. Okay, because I wanted to see who was closest. I didn't. We'll start that next week since we just went through it. Um, we'll, we will we'll, Before we record the podcast, we'll actually write them down, and then we'll go over them live. Uh, but this week in, in college football is arguably the most boring week of all time. We actually have – there's two games that catch my attention. Okay. Scrolling through, and it's, uh, it's a 3.30 kick. Um, where is it at? Let me see real quick. As my phone loads, it's in Arkansas. Texas A&M yes. is going to Arkansas. A&M seventh in the country. Arkansas. CBS, baby. That's going to be a good game. Arkansas is somehow 16th in the country because I've never heard of Arkansas having a, a football program until this year. Uh, A&M's favored by four and a half, man. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Maggies. I think I'm with you. I like what Jimbo's doing. Uh, I think I really think A&M is a sleeper to get in the top four this year. Um, I can see it, especially since I'm not I'm not sold on Ohio State. I don't know if Ohio State's really Dude, as good I'm, as what people. I'm are. never sold on Ohio State. I don't know what it is. They could they could legitimately have the best team in the in the country, but for whatever reason, I am never sold on Ohio State as a top four team. Either I'm not, and, and you know I'm looking at these rankings right now, and Georgia's still number two in the country. And it doesn't make sense. Oh, my God. This is what I meant to write down. Okay. The biggest upset of the week, of last week, number 15 Virginia Tech goes into Morgantown and loses 21 to 27. If you want to to really understand that, under to, 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 if you want to validate this, I said this on last week's podcast. I really said it. I thought – I thought the Mountaineers were going to take that game, and I actually won a cut, won some money on it. Uh, did you I did, really? Yep, yeah, I did. I put, I put, some, I put some cash, I put some cash down, and um, you know the Mountaineers pulled it through. That is bonkers, absolutely That's wild, crazy on the freaking hurricane yeah. of a ride. Virginia Tech's been on these first three weeks or two weeks. Sorry, yeah. to to they beat North Carolina at home and. And all that to, to go into Morgantown, West Virginia, and, get and lose a game. And this, this isn't like it's number just, 25, dude. This is number 15. Like 15 and on, is. you're normally a solid team. To go in to an unranked team and get – I mean, they didn't get the break speed off of them, but like, I mean. And another game that was good last week was Florida-Alabama. That, Florida that was game was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. You know, it's in the swamp. Um, you know how it is when you're playing a team. Thirty-one like twenty-nine, man. I mean, yeah, it was a game. It was a, such a good game. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, this this last week of college football has kind of been outside of Virginia Tech, West Virginia, it's been kind of boring because mm. the only other two upsets we had 
where Michigan State beat the brakes off Miami, who was number 24 in the country, 38-17. to 17. Um, Outside of that, man, there was only one other one. The, the, it was the, Fresno State beat UCLA 40-37. to 37. The Penn State-Auburn game was one to watch, too, man. That was – that was a great game, a wide oh out, my God. a wide out. Um, you know, number 10 Penn State held off 22 Auburn, a 28-20 victory, but, man, that was a game. It was such I, a the good The only game. thing I've ever seen from that game is that Penn State punted on third down because yeah, – uh, everybody was like, okay, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, because the the guy with the uh, the down marker didn't reset it or had, had pulled up one too many because they were saying it was third down and it was only second down. Craziness, you know. There's somebody that you know, whether it's a GA or a water boy or something on Penn State side, has to be like, "Hey, dumb dumb, it's only three. But right, you know, Penn State pulled it out, man. And, and I get it. You know, playing at Penn State, it's a tough, tough place to play. Um, but you know, looking at looking at Auburn's stats, man, Bo Nix had a game. Bo Nix, you know, he only he only had 185 yards, but I think he played well. Um, and then the quarterback, uh, Clifford, for uh, Penn State went 28-32, to 32, had 280 yards with two touchdowns. So, man, Auburn is – Auburn is tough. Um, and then, like, I like to crap on Georgia just because I have – I have my entire life. At next week, Georgia goes um, – Georgia plays Arkansas. And then they go to Auburn, so I think Georgia not Georgia's going to win this week because they're playing Vanderbilt. I'm pretty sure me and you could beat Vanderbilt by ourselves. Uh, I, I, th- I think we could get a team of of eleven guys together, play uh, both sides of the football, and probably still beat Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement. Um, and then and then after Auburn, Georgia plays Kentucky at Georgia, and then they go Georgia's going into the swamp, and they're going to get beat by a million. But I don't know, man. I think Georgia's just overrated this year. Uh, and then another game coming up that I hate to say it, and it bugs me, Notre Dame and Wisconsin, 12-18. Uh, Wisconsin is, is a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think that's generous. I really do. Notre Dame is not that good. Um. I really think this is going to be a double-digit win for, for Wisconsin. You think so? Yep. And, I and again, I hope Brian Kelly realizes that he needs to leave. <laughs> You're really campaigning to get him out of there, man. Yep. I'm, yep. It, it, it makes me laugh every time you say it. You know, every, everybody everybody in this country is, is like, oh, who's going to be our next president in 2024? Is it – is it going to be Biden? Is it going to be Trump? But everybody's worrying about the wrong thing right now. It is get Brian Kelly out of Notre Dame 2022. And that is that is what we all need to worry about. We give him this one year and just get Brian Kelly out of there because they're the most aggravating place on the planet. Yeah. Did you see the fact that Notre Dame pissed off the football gods last week? No. What so, did they do? Last week, uh, Notre Dame hosted uh, Purdue University. Uh, and we end, Notre Dame ended up getting the win 27-13. But Purdue has a tradition. Purdue actually has the largest drum 
in the world. Okay. That they bring to every game. And I, I, I don't remember the exact date, but sometime in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, this drum has been at every Purdue football game, right? Yeah. And freaking Notre Dame decides that because of social distancing guidelines, this drum would take up too much space and they would not allow the drum inside of Notre Dame Stadium. So it was at the game, but it's not in the stadium. Right. It was, it was, it stayed in the trailer, basically. Because the social distancing guidelines that they put in place would not allow the drum to successfully be on the field and allow people, allow the uh, allotted number of people to be on the field. Would they sell out that day or something? No, Notre Dame hasn't sold out in like freaking 10 games because you go on StubHub to buy, try to buy a seat and they're about a thousand bucks a pop. Like, it's ridiculous. That's not, like, I, uh, the only thing I could like that could make that story even more like even funnier would be like if they said that and like you cut to like a photo of what that game looked like and it looked like Virginia Tech where they were all like crowded, like jumping yeah. up and down. I thought maybe it was something like that. Now, that'd be no, funny. there was nobody there. Nobody goes to Notre Dame games anymore because it's so expensive to go. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Notre Dame's got a freaking gauntlet right now, though. They got uh, Wisconsin this week. They got uh, October 2nd, which is my circled, highlighted, and and uh, looked forward to day to college football. Um, not just because Notre Dame and Cincinnati play, but that's when Ole Miss goes into Tuscaloosa and shows them what's up, son. <laughs> when old skinny boy walks up in there and is like, hey, I'm winning. When Lane Kiffin does what Lane Kiffin do, freshly divorced, that dude's been hanging out with cheerleaders and watching game film. He's ready to go. I mean, he's, he's, got, he's got nothing to lose now. <laughs> that's the, I, I've been talking about this since fo- college football started. This is October 2nd, Tuscaloosa. That's what I'm ready for. All right, man, we're, we're kind of we're winding down now. You got anything? Are, to, you got anything? We to, are winding down. Anything to clear man. the bench? It's, clear the bench, man. Uh, Notre Dame is pissing me off, but every aspect that's, of that's life, nothing new. So it is. I know it's. They've been pissing about, you off as long they, as you've been they, a Notre Dame fan. They have been right. Uh, go ahead. You clear. You clear your. You clear your part of the bench. All right. I'll figure it out as you're talking because so, I'm pretty sure I can get hot again. Yeah, I know. Um, Major League Baseball just let, uh, they said um, they're going to let the Boston Red Sox wear their yellow uniforms during the playoffs. Oh, is that so the we're city? Gonna, the city, the city connect, like Boston, like Boston strong jerseys. I love those. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. I'm so glad. I, they'll probably get used like maybe once. Right. That's fine. I love like if you're like, oh, they look ugly. It's like I love those uniforms. Um, uh, back to so that was that was my baseball um thing because we're we're like two weeks away from the playoffs starting. We really uh, are. Yep, we're so right that, here for it. That's crazy. And Who's then, the best team in baseball right now? Right now, either the Dodgers. I'm actually no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now. Okay, hot take. In my, I'm gonna, in my personal opinion, I'll give you a hot take right now. You know, you know how I do this. I am going to say it right now on episode eight that the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. You, you taking the Dodgers back to back? You know, I just go for the team who's winning the most. 
I mean, the Giants are solid too. Like it's crazy. The Dodgers have I think it's like ninety six or ninety seven wins. Like they're mm-hmm. gonna end up having a hundred over a hundred wins, but they're gonna be the wild card because yeah. they're in the same division as the Giants, who also are approaching. Let me look at it real quick. They're both like 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 really close to a hundred wins, which is freaking stupid. That that's even a thing. Yeah, the Dodgers have ninety eight wins, and they're the number one in the wild card right now. Wow. Cincinnati is probably not making the playoffs now. St. Louis took a commanding lead. They're, uh, Cincinnati's five and a half back on the wild card. They're probably done. Um, Boston's got a two-game lead over the Yanks. I want nothing more in my life right now than the wild card game to be the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees at Fenway Park. Winner gets fed to the Strohs. I want, I'm, I want that. I want that so bad. I'm with like, you. it's the biggest middle finger to the Yankees. They're like, like, oh, we're good, we're good. And then you come into Fenway, we send you packing, and it's over. Like, it's it's so good. I got one for you. Oh God, here we go. I don't like clearing the bench. Clear the bench, Zach Kelly edition. For some reason, and I do not understand why it happened. Because he's won a few championships, because he he got carried out on a stretcher, because he faked cramps, but he really just had to take a poo. Paul Pierce just got inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, yes, and it's did. absolutely trash. He's the most overrated NBA basketball player to ever touch the floor, and I do not understand why you guys that wear Celtic green think he was worth a crap. He's that was that was that was my guy growing up. I love Paul I, he was your guy, and I understand why because he was pushed like he was going to be the next great thing. Absolutely horrible. Paul Pierce is in the Hall of Fame, and it's absolutely disrespectful. Don't like it at all. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, got the, I got the last thing on, on my my uh, my little rant here at the end. Um, let's see. It was – oh, God, I'm trying to figure out what this freaking team's called because they blocked <laughs> up the stupid score. Um, Arizona Hamilton's high school was down 24-7. to 7. Uh, with a minute and nine seconds to go in the fourth quarter. They won the game 25-24. to 24. Wow. Yep. Holy cow. It was against – hang on. I can't figure out what this team – Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman. They beat them 25 to 20, uh, 24. They had a minute, nine seconds. They were down 24 to seven. Good Lord. That's crazy. That's even worse, in my opinion. I know it's high school, but that's worse than 28 to three. It is. It really is. Because that is. was the third quarter. This was a minute, nine minute, seconds left nine in the game. Seconds. It took them a minute wow. and one second to score three times. They kicked a field goal. They got an onside kick. They got a touchdown. They got an onside kick. They got another touchdown. And a two, I think it was a two-point conversion as well. And they win a game. They win a ball game. Wow. That's amazing. Let's end this on a positive note, though, man. Today, we got this is totally not sports. This is that surprising thing I was going to tell you about. I think it's amazing. It's something that – Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. I forgot about that's this. super cool. So, I uh, – you know, everybody knows my, my fiance is Grace. Her sister is her name's Felicity. Um, 
she is has a TikTok account. Her TikTok at name is the Charismatic Music Teacher, right? Today, she officially has hit a million followers on TikTok. One freaking million followers on TikTok. That is nuts. She is, I'm just super, super proud of her, super happy for her. I just think it's really kind of cool. She's put a lot of time into it, man. A million freaking followers. And I'm looking at this thing. You know how it gives you the amount of likes you get on the talk? I know who this is. Yeah, bro. I listen to her stuff all the time. I didn't realize that was her sister. Yeah, that's Grace's sister. Dude, I've listened to her freaking do these. The little boom whacker thing is. Yes. I didn't realize that was her sister. Oh, my God. I listen. I watch those all the time. That is Felicity, man. Felicity uh, is is arguably the most interesting person I know. Um, That is wild. Yeah. So I... I'm officially nicknaming her Millie Philly. Millie she Philly. Is, Millie Philly hit a million today on the talk. Super proud of her. Super happy for her. She does these crazy little boom whacker video, music teacher video thing. That's and, so crazy that I've seen. Like, I've yeah, like sat through and just like listen to all her stuff. I never realized that was her. Oh my God. Dude, props to her. Fan, you know what? Fan, actually, not even listening, but fan of the yeah, week. Man. Fan, shout out of the week yep. to. To her for hitting a million followers dude that's crazy that is awesome we're on your we're on your tail phil we're coming for you we're gonna be at a milli before we know it i like it on, on her profile because i'm on her tiktok right now it says in quotations boom whacker lady it's so funny <laughs> she is man she's the boom whacker lady <laughs> Bro, that uh, it's, it's the coolest thing man it's uh it's definitely small world man i swear that's hilarious that you've been watching that. It has never you've never put that together. It, it never clicked. It never did. I've it, been in like no two or three point. of her videos, dude. Have you really? She's made me. Yeah, she's made me do some stupid stuff. Like, oh, you know me, I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit a hit a milli today, man. I think it's I think it's super cool. So this was episode eight, dude, and I'm not gonna lie, my blood pressure's a little up. Um. And I'm I'm still a little fired up, but I'm I'm excited. Good, I'm excited. Ah! Oh God, <laughs> you, just, you just got me fired. I'm. We, I'm got Zach, we got Zach fired up. He's he's ready to go. I'm ready to go to bed. Right, Zach's ready to run through a brick wall because Ben Simmons decided to open his mouth. That's exactly the reason why. That ben, ben Simmons facts. talked. Zach chose violence. Guys, this has been episode 8 of Coach the Media Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. We gone. Bye.